With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Joining us now is uh, Scotty Stevenson, uh, cricket commentator for Spark Sport in New Zealand. Scotty, thanks for joining us, mate. Hey, do you play golf? Oh, mate. Oh, look, playing golf, that would be an overstatement. <laughs> I haven't played for a while, but I started pretty young. And, um, you know, I like to go out there and, and hack away and, you know, usually put myself on a 24 and hope for the best. So I've been, I've been able to burgle a few here and there. Yeah, yeah. No, as you do, at least you're honest too. Um, a good walk, spoiled. Yeah. Some good courses over there as well. Cape Kidnappers, I got to play there. Did you? Beautiful. Cape Kidnappers. Mm. Yeah, that's not, that, that's not a bad spot, that. Sounds a bit risky. Lost 100 right? balls, but it was still awesome. Yeah, really? it was up on the cliff faces and everything. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Super smash. All right. Now, let's talk Let's talk some cricket first. Um, Scotty, thanks for joining us too, by the way. Uh, just the no aftermath of, of the Ashes, um, I mean, the ripple effect. Obviously, you guys have, have heard about it over there. I mean, a fair bit of chatter, <laughs> fair bit of chatter about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they've, they've been incredibly disappointing. Uh, I mean, it's a great storyline for Boland. I thought, you know, they had the G mm. and a late quarter. What's he, 32 years old, and putting in a performance like that. I mean, it's, it's sometimes it's best to focus on the positive rather than the negative. So we can talk all day about the appalling batting of England um, throughout this series. And actually, for the last two years, really, but take nothing away from the big man. Boy, he was uh, he was sensational. and. Yeah, that'll be a memory that that he has for life after that. What an occasion for him and, and the crowd just right in behind him. Uh, I thought it was really lovely of the English to give everyone a couple of days off, especially yeah. this time of year, just a chance to catch up with families, you know, maybe talk through a few family issues instead of sitting there glued to the TV watching the Ashes. So, you know, they've done us all a service. Does there, that still they? happen, does it? Sit around the table and talk family <laughs> issues. My kids are stuck on their iPhones. Yeah, I don't know about shocking. <laughs> Now, listen, also on Boxing yeah. Day, also Boxing Day. I mean, New Zealand listeners, uh, you will always be generally watching cricket because you'll have your own Boxing Day test. Uh, but that's not yeah, the that, case this year. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a bit of a compressed format this year. Um, obviously, that's just part and parcel of, of the World Tour program. So we've had to wait a little bit longer uh, for Test Match Cricket, which will get underway on, on January the 1st. But... You know, just in the last week, we've um, you know we've seen the Super Smash really sort of swing into life. Uh, we'd had sort of three rounds, uh, and it was good cricket, enjoyable to watch. But you know, once the crowds start coming in and, and people are on holiday officially, and, and I, I guess I go back to last Thursday night, the 23rd, with Trent Bolt one ball uh, for Norman, six runs to win, and, and he smacks it over mid wicket into the crowd, and and I, I think that just sort of sparked everyone's interest again. So Super Smash over the last week has just been fantastic. In fact. Now three games have come down to hitting sixes off the last over, wow. uh, and there's just been some fantastic individual performances, and great to have the Black Caps scattered back through it, and of course the White Ferns as well. And for the first time ever um, via Spark Sport, all 64 games are, are being shown live, 40 of those on free-to-air TV. So the coverage, um, you know, for the competition has been sensational, and also 
the exposure uh, for the women in particular. Uh, every every game's a double header, so um, women first, boys second, and uh, you know I think that's just added something to the tournament. And, and certainly, again, I use that word exposure. It's so crucial for our yep. women's cricketers in particular to to have that and um, to become well known around the scene. So, what, what have you got a quick rundown of what the idea was? Like having the smash and then the test matches was it? What was what was in the idea of that? Because apparently it's worked amazingly. So what was that? Just to try and yeah. get the the fun and the the twenty twenty over the Christmas New Year period. Yeah, well, you know, you guys can imagine New Zealand's not a big place, and, and people tend to to get out and get away to the holiday destinations and, and go on holiday, go back and see their family. So I think, given the fact we didn't have that Boxing Day um, cricket on and, and nothing leading into Boxing Day from an international point of view, boys, it was really crucial for New Zealand cricket to, to get the crowds back in, get people excited about the game, heading into what is a fairly truncated international season. It has to be said, you know, we've got two tests coming up against Bangladesh, uh, the Netherlands coming as part of the uh, the World Cup qualifying process, uh, South Africa here for a couple of tests a little bit later, and uh, all things going to plan, Australia here for a few T20s. So it's not a huge international summer. And last summer was just jam-packed, yeah. especially when you added that extra frisson of New Zealand trying to qualify for the World Test Championship final, which was a great storyline that provided narrative throughout the season. So I think the idea from New Zealand cricket's point of view was let, let's just get it out there and start playing cricket, especially over this holiday season where, where people are engaged, they're able to get away. Uh, Auckland, of course, coming out of 100 days of lockdown, so it's provided people with a bit of uh, a bit of sports relief, really, too, to be able to get out, get amongst it, go to the beach, and then check out a game as well while they're there and, and uh, I don't know if you've seen the pictures out of Queens the last couple of days but what a place to play cricket boy oh boy Scotty how many how many teams in, in the Super Smash then just for, for our listeners over here yeah so the major associations mate Northern Districts uh, Auckland uh, Central Districts Wellington Canterbury and Otago so so five associations that make up New Zealand cricket and um, within those, you know, each each of those associations has both a, a women's team and a men's team. So I think the idea of the double headers has been a, a real success as well, uh, having those two games back-to-back so you can get along and instead of three-and-a-half hours cricket, you've got basically a full day to sit there and enjoy. And as you guys well know from following the women's BBL, you know, the women's game is different. It's a game of its own. And I think that's been something that's been great to witness this year as well, just watching how that game is developing because comparisons with the men's game are sometimes unhelpful. And I think you've got to enjoy, uh, you know, WBBL or Women's Super Smash uh, as its own own product, its own entity. You know, you're not going to have 150k an hour quicks bowling, taking people's heads off. The game is a lot more tactical and strategic. Uh, But what we're starting to see is the development of all of those key weapons in the women's game. We're starting to see the development of power players, uh, power playovers, bowlers, specialist players, all the rest of it. So bringing that into the women's game and, and developing it as, as its own entity has been wonderful. So just back to the, the, the test arena then, um, Scotty, uh, two tests then. So uh, New Year's Day is the first in the mount, second test on the ninth at, uh, in Christchurch. May, a couple of storylines leading into that test series. There's a tour match on at the moment, isn't there, by the way, as well. But AJ's Patel, we, we saw that 10-wicket haul um, against India. That was just remarkable, and, and that just went right around the world, didn't it, um, in terms of viewers for that. He was dropped. Yeah. For, he's been dropped for the series, though, right? Mate, he has been dropped, and, and um, it was always going to be a long shot. New Zealand don't like to take a lot of spinners. Uh, you know, into these test matches, as you guys well know, it just doesn't really suit our decks. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and they're probably looking for a little bit of extra batting. So Russian Ravindra 
who was the bloke who actually took that catch to give um, Ajaz Patel that 10-wicket haul, which was an extraordinary day in New Zealand sport, I thought. Mm. Uh, so he's been given the nod over Ajaz Patel. So the irony just keeps on coming if you Patel. Um, but Ravindra offers a bit of slow left-arm orthodox and and, uh, and probably just a little bit extra with the bat. And, and, and Patel knows that, and he was pretty open about that. So... You know, I think he would have known full well that he was a, he was a long shot to make the Test squad for this Bangladesh series. But knowing a jazz as I do, and and he is one of the the gentlemen of the game. Um, you know, he'll go away and he'll work on things he needs to work on, and he'll try and put himself in that selection mix again. And and who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens through this first Test at the Mount, and uh, whether they whether they change tact again. But it's really interesting for me. One of the things we noticed through the Super Smash is slow bowlers are having great success on, mm. on New Zealand's early summer pitches. And, and I just wonder, uh, you know, if the spinning option is going to be more important than we think when it comes to, uh, when it comes to this first test. Talking to Scotty Stevenson, uh, cricket commentator for Spark Sport New Zealand. And uh, we do that for Anaconda. Play more, pay less with Anaconda's 10% price beat guarantee. Um, also, Scotty, uh, Kane Williamson, he, he's out with an elbow injury, right? Yeah, that's right. He is. He's been nursing that for quite some time, and uh, unfortunately, I, I guess there's never a good time to sit out when you're the captain of, of the team. But I think they've just looked at the schedule ahead, looked at a very big year coming up on the other side of our summer, and thought, you know, this, this is the time we've got to give him a break. He's played a lot of cricket, uh, and he's played under duress really because that elbow has been particularly niggly. I'm not entirely sure of, of the prognosis for him and exactly what the issue is, but um, obviously, it's hindering him somewhat and causing him a great deal of discomfort. So, you know, he's he's such an asset for New Zealand, and you've got to protect your assets. We we can't just go out and pluck anyone off the streets here, as you guys well know. We've done a good job. Not like uh, us, eh? <laughs> so, so we've uh, just. Building, building. Yeah, no, that's right. So we've just seen the, um, obviously you've just watched the, the test and we've got, you know, mad compliments about the MCG having grass on it, the wicket going through. Normally the, the, um, the wicket that they're playing the test match on um, is pretty good. Have, have, they, have they been told to try and, wouldn't say spice it up a bit, but get something in it, get some life into it so we can get a result? Yeah, look, I, I think if you talk to anyone here, uh, Dougie and Chris, they would tell you that it's unlikely this first test will go the distance. Um, you know, weather might play a part still. We hope it doesn't. But generally speaking, when you turn up first day of a test match in New Zealand and you're a subcontinent team, you take one look at the pitch and, um, and you basically get down on your knees and pray that it's over. <laughs> um, because that's just the way they prepare the pitches here. I don't think it'll be anything too different. They'll certainly want to give New Zealand seamers every chance of early success. And we know how good Southie and Bolt are in combination with a new ball. And then uh, Kyle Jameson, who had a year to remember last year in the Test Arena in particular, where his average is just spectacular. And Neil Wagner, who didn't play at all through that Indian series in India, um, so he'll be champing at the bit to get out there and, and start peppering rib cages with his balls um, all day long. So, um, you know, look, it, it, we all know what it's like. You, you prepare your pitches for home conditions. That's one of the advantages of hosting any test match. And I don't think there'll be too much difference. There'll be a bit of grass and there'll be a bit of spice, all right. Talking to uh, Scotty Stevenson um, for uh, Spark Sport New Zealand. Scotty, we know that, you know, the Black Caps, uh, what they've done over the last couple of years, they are really a force to be reckoned with across all formats these days, uh, which is great to see. Um, switching chat now to, to rugby, you're right across that as well. The All Blacks, uh, I guess it'd be fair to say, maybe no longer 
um, the force that they they once were. Um, the Super Rugby season, obviously, that is you know, linked in with with the All Blacks. A number of those guys play in that. Um, talk us through some of the the COVID challenges that uh, the Super Rugby season has experienced in the build up. Yeah, I mean, the, the season was all over the shop, wasn't it? And, um, you know, it was a real shame. I thought New Zealand rugby and Australian rugby had, had maybe just buried the hatchet a little bit and got together and created something of a compelling tournament, especially with the introduction this coming year of the Fiji Endure and, and Moana Pacifica. And it was starting to look like, you know, it was a return to the good times of Super Rugby where we had that trans-Tasman rivalry. It was active all the time. Uh, and unfortunately, it just looks at the moment like things may revert to... Uh, to single country tournaments at least as a starting point so Australian teams playing only Australian mm. teams with the addition of Fiji and uh, the New Zealand teams playing an all New Zealand competition with the addition of the New Pacific franchise. How long they can sustain that I don't know uh, it, it's hellishly tough on the body uh, certainly from a New Zealand point of view they're, they're pretty hard and fast kind of games and, and everyone's at each other so I don't think that's sustainable long-term. And, and I was kind of looking forward to seeing what they could do with a simplified competition. No South Africa to worry about these days. No Argentina. They've, they've made their bed somewhere else. Um, and, yeah, I, I guess we're in a bit of a holding pattern. There's so many cards around the world are about when they can actually make this full-noise uh, Super Rugby tournament happen, uh, hopefully mm. sooner rather than later. Going back to your point around the All Blacks, I, I mean, I, I still think they deserve credit for... For their record, they still won 80% of their games this year, although the, the, the schedule was pretty much stacked in their favour. Some pretty easy victories over the likes of Italy, Tonga, mm. Fiji. Uh, but they lost the games that counted, and so that'll hurt them pretty tough over summer. Um, and I, I thought, you know, it, the world, the New Zealand's just coming back to the world a little bit, or the other way around, the world's just advancing a little bit closer to them, and, and in some cases overtaking them, just in terms of developing power players, developing tactics and strategies that can nullify counter-attack. And, and New Zealand just, they rely on counter-attack boys. That's what they are. They've always been a counter-attack team, a transition play team. And when you don't give them ball to play with, uh, they looked pretty clueless, if, uh, if I'm not being too harsh, in those last mm. two tests of the season. So there's some work to be done. I, I think they'll have some coaching changes, and I think um, that will be uh, released to the media sometime in the new year. There'll be a few adjustments around roles and responsibilities in the coaching group. But they're notoriously secretive, New Zealand rugby. Uh, they don't often come out and, um, and answer questions. Uh, they're kind of a law unto themselves. So we'll see what thinking they do behind closed doors. And I guess we'll await the news like everyone else. Scotty, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, lovely to chat to you. Um, and we'll do it again again soon if we can. Just an update too, by the way, just to back on that cricket, the New Zealand 11, they're playing uh, Bangladesh, um, Mount Manganui. Uh, what have we got, you guys? Uh, five for 71. Five for 71, New Zealand 11 off for about 27 overs. That's uh, that's day one there. All right, mate, appreciate that. Enjoy the rest of your day, and um, we'll chat to you again soon. Yeah, lovely to talk to you guys. Thanks so much, eh? Thanks, mate. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.